Hi, I'm Richie Doyle. And the last thing I prayed for was uh, to find a bag of uh, camera equipment I lost. And I prayed yesterday about it. And it was probably the first time I prayed in months, in years, honestly. So. Nobody cares about Prolon. Okay, we only are going to talk about Prolon for like 10 minutes and then we'll move on. 10 minutes? <laughs> I, can't, After, I don't even have enough speech in my lungs to speak for that long because I'm so tired from this fucking diet. <laughs> I just think it's interesting after everything we went through, all of the shaming. <laughs> I know. I'm still Here shaming myself. Like, I'm not <laughs> proud of it. I still think it's so stupid and it's a huge waste of money, but I wanted to try it to know. I wanted to know so that I could judge. Okay, I think that you, I would recommend that you listen to a Goop podcast with the creator of Prolon, Dr. Walter Longo. I listened to that doctor in a not on a podcast, but I watched a video of him speaking about it, which is why I bought it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, there are a lot of long-term benefits of intermittent fasting or fasting. You don't necessarily have to do this cleanse, but look into it if you're interested. Anyway, anyway, Jason I do have a question about it. Oh, are yeah. you? Yeah, I have two days left. It's actually like not that hard. You honestly look be- skinny. <laughs> really? <laughs> like your face. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this episode was fucking hilarious. I was laughing out loud as I was editing it. Not to like pat myself on the back. I'm going to pat Richie on the back and you. Thank you. I actually think Richie was so funny. I think you were really funny this episode. I was funny. We like comedy. What can we say? What can we say? Richie Doyle is a friend of mine and now a friend of Jessica's. And Richie and I really just met through like friends of friends, but we have a lot in common. We're both both from Westchester. We're both assholes. Um, totally correct. And it was a really fun chat. It was really fun. It was... <laughs> I was surprised that Richie would be so such a staunch defender of the South and Southern culture. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was not expecting that from a Westchester man, but it was uh, refreshing. And I think it's important that during Pride Month, we interviewed a straight white man <laughs> just to really double down <laughs> on what the podcast is about. <laughs> I mean, all religions hate gay people, so that's... That's our purpose. That's our mission statement. <laughs> That's a joke. Obviously, we support LGBTQ+. We've had many members of that tribe on our podcast, and obviously, we're joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enjoy the episode. <laughs> hey there, we're JC, and this is my co-host, Jessica. Say hi. Hello. And this is Pray For Us, but you already knew that. It's a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe all religions when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Richie Doyle. Don't talk yet. We got another intro. (laughs) Richie is the creator and producer of the Sunday Morning Digital web series. He is a former stand-up comedian. <laughs> no, he still does it. I'm just joking. And he's a good friend of mine. Welcome to the podcast, Richie. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, you two. How fun. What a fun, fun thing to be here about. Yeah, Say I don't, fun again. Uh, former, um, former stand-up, thinking about going back, maybe. 
Are you a sit-down comedian now? Oh, <laughs> that's quick, Jess. That's quick. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I'd look, I've never served, but you know how war is a drug and it's just like, you can't get enough of it. You know, as much as I recognize the horrors of stand-up comedy, uh, I will need that adrenaline rush again. It will come back. You will. Civilian society is not working for me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been tough. So are you saying that you don't believe you're a civilian when you're on stage at Genghis <laughs> Cowan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so much better than all the people that make a lot more money than me in the crowd. <laughs> what is wrong with me that I thought when you said I've never served, I thought you were talking about working at a restaurant. Because I was like, that's oh, fa- comedian. That's, fair. that's the Hollywood equivalent of, of like military stuff. It's a battle. It there. is. Serve and Craig. serve. There's a reason. Yeah. I did two sir. I did two tours at Formosa Cafe. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm sensing an accent. I don't know if it's real or not. Where are you from? And <laughs> well, where do you live right real. now? Or where are you? It's, it's real. Uh, I'm from a town not far from, from where JC's from. It's called Sleepy Hollow, New York. The Legend of Sleepy mm. Hollow. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little hamlet right there on the Hudson River. It's pretty chill. And that's the accent you're probably picking up on. I People tell me I have a thick New York accent, but relative to mm-hmm. my family, I think I have one of the more benign ones. Um, I went to college in Kentucky, too, so I have a little bit of a twang. I also don't speak well. I don't pronunciate words. I mumble. <laughs> um, so there's just kind of general orating that I'm not great at. Uh, and currently, where I am is in my uh, apartment in West Hollywood, California. Right by the G&M station. So if you're ever on Santa Monica Boulevard, just honk your horn. Wait, by the what station? Your horn. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the G&M. Actually, finally, we can get into the issues here. It's good to be talking to some folks. So there was a 76 gas station outside my house. And then uh, one night out of nowhere, rebrand just decided to happen. Truck showed up. They've completely rebranded it. It's a. Uh, it's called G&M now. Never heard of that gas station in my entire life. So That's not I real. Think something, I don't know that. Yeah, either. there's a little, there's there's some, it's a little Truman Showy where I'm like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. And there's like a Loomis Fargo truck in the gas station every single day taking money out of it. And I'm like, that's weird. So that's what I've got really going on in my life. I've been, I've been uh, reduced. I'm really enjoying agoraphobia these days and staying inside. And I Mm -hmm. love people watching from my window. So I have my little gas station um, and I just watch folk all day long. That's kind of what I do. That's what, that's what's new in my life. What about the two of you? What's, what's going on? Nothing as exciting as that, I'll tell you that much. I simply, yeah. I mean, I just got back from San Francisco. Um, I was in Sonoma. It was beautiful, fun, feeling rejuvenated. Now I'm on a detox. That's about it. I also was recently in wine country. Uh, I was in Santa Inez. And I drank so much wine that I've like burned off the inside of my mouth from the acid, from the alcohol. But I'll, I'll be fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I didn't, I didn't know you both had drinking problems. Um, that <laughs> I actually great. like, I certainly, my stomach has a problem with me drinking. That's for sure. I had to, I shit, sorry, but I went to the bathroom at a liquor store over the weekend, a gas station, a bar, somewhere else. And actually, every time I walked into a place to ask if I could use their bathroom, everyone in San Francisco was super fucking nice about it. No one was like, you have to buy something. Yeah. They were like, you're having yeah. a bad day, like use the bathroom. Well, so. it's that or on the street in San Francisco. You know, there's really, <laughs> exactly. really they, they want to get the shit off the street. They want to so keep they it have off a the very, street. Yeah, <laughs> they have a very open door policy. And I think relative to most folks that are going into storefronts in San Francisco and asking to use the bathroom, um, you're pretty welcoming. So they were like, she's not going to do too much damage. But little do they know, JC. Little did they Am know. Am I right? 
<laughs> I know, seriously. The best part about the last time that it did happen, it was the liquor store. And I was like, I promise I'll buy something. And then I walked out and I like walked towards the refrigerators to grab something to buy. And he was like, what are you buying? And I was like, oh, I'm just grabbing a coconut water. And then I brought it up and he was like, I paid for it. And I was like, what? Oh my and he God. was like, I paid for it. And I was like, you don't need to do that. I, I just used your bathroom. I want to pay for this. And he was like, I think you you need need the win more than I do. I was like, yeah, thanks. Wow. Paid for it. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Very kind. Yeah, I guess li- liquor stores really, they're kind of recession, recession proof. So I mean, that guy's probably just swimming in it right now. He's like, I can afford a coconut water. She seems like she's mm-hmm. having a rough day. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's one of my favorite electrolyte intakes. But I could talk about electrolytes all day long. You know? Maybe that's why you were shitting so much, JC, because you were drinking all that coconut water. But I wasn't. I didn't have any. And then I replenished. Mm, mm. Okay. I see. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my bowel what movements. Did you, what, were you e- what were you eating? That's exclusively why we we're here. That's why here. I, I, I was under the... In- we just like add four more people and it's all Casey's <laughs> family. It's like, a, like you got to stop drinking. This episode of Pray For Us is again sponsored by Lactate. L-A-C-T-A-I-D. Again? Take it that when actually would be you... a good sponsor. I know. I actually reached out. No response. Oof. It's a work in progress. It hurts. Um, Richie, you're currently wearing a bandana, but it looks like you have red hair. Is that true? Um, I can take my bandana off. It's You uh, do have red hair. Were you going to say you don't? I wouldn't classify me as a redhead per se. I think I have red highlights. I think my hair is medium brown. <laughs> you know, it depends though, because it's like, we'll see what these summer months do. I'm very fair hair and I'm wearing a bandana and I started wearing a bandana. One, because I started wearing it during COVID. Two, because I'm balding. My hair. Oh, you are. Are my you? Hair. You don't look bald. My, my hair's. Oh, shut up, ladies. No, it's. Uh, thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm not. I'm. Well, look. You. You. It starts right. So you know, it's starting. So it may not be as noticeable to the two of you, but to me, you know, and kind of knowing my hairline a little bit better than the two of you might know mine. I. Uh, I recognize some changes, and uh, I. I try to refrain from wearing hats. So if I'm kind of like uh, I don't want to brush my hair, I'll throw on the little bandana. And then I walk around, and if it's on right, uh, I look way cooler than I actually am. And I've been doing this for, for like, I have Chacos. I'll go out with my bandana on and Chacos, and I will just sit at a coffee shop for five hours because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's that's kind of the look. <laughs> that's what Chacos are meant for. Yeah, that's the, the it's look. your destiny. That's the look that I've been cultivating lately. So let me ask you, are you taking any preventatives for your hair loss that you're seeing? Or uh, you're that's, just... that's private. Um, I'd rather not. Uh, right. I'd rather not for sure, for sh- sure. share that information. Um, <laughs> what vaccine did you two get? What's the 411? <laughs> What's the scoop? How's everyone Nobody doing? gives a fuck which well, vaccine not, anybody got. Okay. As long as you got a vaccine, that's all that matters. Or if you like, if you got J and J, cool. You know, <laughs> didn't I? Didn't and neither did Jess and neither did you. So let's move on. Um, Catholic, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, the reason <laughs> oh. I asked if you had red hair is because I wanted to know if you were an Irish Catholic. You could still clarify that. Well, though. Richie Doyle, um, if that if that didn't give it away from the from the start, yeah, I'm 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 pretty Irish actually. I recently I got high like about a month and a half ago. And there's always been this theory in my family. So there, there's this gene line in Ireland called uh, Black Irish, which is like dark features. So like there's like you'll see some Irish people that look like me. You'll see some Irish people that look like, you know, Pierce Brosnan. And you're like, hmm, that's weird. One of them is the most beautiful person you've ever seen in your life. The other's me. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to see if my mother's side 
came from Spain. Those the Black Irish roots are believed to have come from Spain. I think in the 15th, 14th century. So I was very high. I was looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I can't just be Irish. So I I spent about three hundred dollars <laughs> on a DNA test, and it turns out hundred percent didn't didn't one hundred percent Irish. Couldn't couldn't be not anything else harder. Yeah. And then with that, you know, Catholic, Catholic or Protestant, it's one of the two. Uh, I was definitely a raised Catholic, which is fun. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't hate, you know, Catholic doesn't demand as much out of you. I don't have to, I don't talk about it that much. We're going to talk about it today. I don't know Catholics <laughs> that talk about being Catholic that much either. I feel they like don't. Catholic's more That's of like thing. a frown, you know, like Jews talk about being Jewish exclusively. Um, and I find like being Catholic, it's like, yeah, I, I am. It's, uh, it just is. That's is not it, the best podcast. Is it just <laughs> in that you, <laughs> and thank you so much for doing the podcast. Um, you can find Richie on Instagram <laughs> at, <laughs> but do you find that it is in that you still practice and you will, you would go to church and you would celebrate like Easter or it just is in that like, you were raised that way and you don't well, care and you don't think about it no, and you don't associate I, I, I do. Like, I, I internalize shame pretty hard, which I think is kind of part of it. It's like... Oh, yeah. You know, which a, a lot of people are like, oh, that's so horrible. I'm like, a little shame's good. More more people should have shame. Um, I, I see people on social media constantly and I'm like, a little bit of shame would, would go a long way with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I think there is self-awareness in shame, right? It's, it's you know, I, I, I police myself pretty hard. I'm pretty hard on myself. But uh, I, I fall in line. That's how I would, disc- that's like, I lost something recently that was of, of high value to me. And when I get pushed to kind of extremes, emotional states, I will like, be like, I should go pray. I should go to church or something. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll pay my subscription. I'll pay my membership dues. Uh, and then like, I won't, I'll just go live my life completely, uh, you know, guilt-free of any religion or thought. I think my, my new thing is I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty into astrology these days, which has been really, 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 yeah, that's been a big, that's been a big COVID thing I've kind of taken into my life. I really, I'm into it. What's your and sign? I, I'm an Aquarius, which is cool. What are, what are your, his birthday is, his birthday is February 14th. Oh, Valentine's day. Saint Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. That's my confirmation name, actually. Oh, uh, Valentine? Yeah. Valentino? Saint Valentino. Uh, Richard Joseph <laughs> Valentino Doyle. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what is a confirmation name? It's like a Hebrew name, but like when you get confirmed, you get like a... Pretty, it's more or less. You get yeah. like a... <laughs> Richie, do you want to explain it? <laughs> sure. So I actually, it's funny because um, you, have, you have two big things you do. When you're when you're raised Catholic, you have your communion in second grade, second or third, depending on where you're from, which is like a huge party. Everyone celebrates your communion. You get like a mm-hmm. chain, which is chill. you're wearing your chain right now. No, no, I just bought oh. this at Melrose Trading Post the other day. But I, <laughs> again, for all those listening, you bought a communion chain at Melrose I'm wear, Trading Post. <laughs> I'm wearing a forty pound gold chain. You can't see it, but everyone's. <laughs> talking about it uh and then you have your confirmation which is in eighth grade it's not as cool but you like choose a name and i i liked religion class growing up because it was just like we're all like my friends everyone went on like wednesday nights so that was pretty Mm -hmm. chill you know and we would just dick around with all the old catechism teachers constantly um (laughs) however 
on the day of my confirmation, my grandmother was my sponsor. You like choose a sponsor. It's like supposed to be a big deal. No one ever chose me, which is fine. I'm over it. I have like so many, I have so many younger cousins. No one ever even considered me. I didn't, I didn't make a single short list. My confirmation, you're like, you're standing for a long time because I don't know if either of you have been to a, a Catholic mass, but uh, there's a lot of movement. They really got you moving up and down, side to side. Okay. Not like, not, not like, like uh, annoying Christians where they're like singing the entire time. And they just, it's, it drives you crazy. It's like Catholicism is very like, it feels like you're in boarding school. And uh, I was standing for a while and I was, I was very hot. I fainted. I actually fainted on my confirmation day. And I was one of two kids that fainted. And we were both kind of like the class derelicts. So a lot of us kind of assumed that the devil was just kind of running through me that day. And be- before they were, before they were confirming me to a Catholic church, they had to, uh, that had to, I, it took me over. What church, what church did you go to in Terrytown? Transfiguration in Terrytown. It's like a circular dome. It looks like Madison Square Garden, if Madison Square Garden was a Catholic church and in Terrytown. Sounds lit. It's, was it, it near my temple? I went to Temple of Beth Abraham. Yeah, it's on the same road. There it was like, near. Yeah, there, it was right there. There are okay. stones throw away. I thought so. Yeah, I how about that. that? Coexisting. Yeah, it's, it happens every day. My family, like I have a pretty religious, there's there's a strong religious sect of my family and then there's a strong religious uh, opposition. There's very little in between. Uh, it feels like there's there's either you're, you're fully bought in on Catholicism or you're like, fuck this. Um which I'm comfortable. Do your with. parents have opposing views, or your parents are on the same side of the mm. family? Are they my both dad, Catholic? My dad, yes, they are. My dad's very agnostic. Um, he actually believes in astrology a little bit, which is funny because, like, you wouldn't—I don't know—you wouldn't picture like a typical patriarch. Like, he's very like I like golf and baseball, and uh, that usually doesn't align. Like, it's not like he's like a dad. Like, let's go rock climbing. It's like he's he's a pretty traditional dad. My mom, I think, was a little more intently because my my maternal grandmother is very. Catholic. She goes to church every day, um, which is typically where I'll surprise her. Like, I usually don't go to church unless it's with her. And that's more for just like appeasement purposes. Plus, it's like, Mm -hmm. what else? You know, she doesn't bowl. She doesn't, you know, uh, (laughs) she doesn't really have hobbies outside of that. So, um, and then I think we're kind of split across. I have some crazy aunts that are like really into uh, some Catholic conspiracy theories lately, which has been concerning. Oh, what are they? What, are, what you gotta, yeah. No, it's just more like, uh, like my one aunt recently texted me and she's like, be careful in LA. There's a lot of evil out there. And well, I was that's like, true. okay. And that's, she's not wrong. She's totally not wrong. Um, she's definitely not wrong. Like, that's the thing too, is like these, you know, people who are religious, it's like, hey, you have that, you know, that's, that's what you're about. Like, you don't care about people's opinion that, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I always think of things like very like, why can't we all just get along? Why are we? But then I realize like people don't give a shit that I think that neutrality can exist. Like they have their opinion and they're stuck in it. And that's how they live their lives. That's their perception. So I just avoid, you know, uh, them at Christmas and Thanksgiving as much as I can. And I kind of go from there, which is nice. Um, what else? I could go on about Catholicism all day long. You know, we've got the Pope. Good. The we've Pope got 30 is- more minutes. We like <laughs> him, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. We like, oh, he's yeah. a good one. Oh, yeah, he's a good one. I, I'm a huge fan. And I don't know if this is just because I, like, enjoy pageantry, but I really, when a pope dies, electric. Electric. Like, CNN mm. well, just loves that content. Like, everyone's tuning into that. That's such a fun show. They're, like, they're sending, like, different colored smoke out into the Vatican. People are coming from all over. You know, that's fun. We need... You know, nothing unites this world more than when a pope dies. So I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm going to fucking say it again. I was in Vatican City right after this pope was 
chosen. Mm. And it was like to quote you, it was yeah. Like everyone was so happy. Like there were parades, there were banners off of everybody's balcony. Like it was just wild. It's it's Mardi Gras, which I is a Catholic event that I didn't even realize that was Catholic, but that's beside the point. Can you guys explain the smoke thing when they pick a new pope? I can't tell you that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what they make. There's like six rules, and that's one of them. We're not allowed to share that information. No, I, I don't. I, I think it's just like an old school way of being like, hey, you know, we, we're not there yet. Like, they're like, all right, throw black shit in there. Tell them and it'll be gray smoke. I mean, I we're assume not it was just like an old way to get the word out about something. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. sending spark sparks up. Or they whatever. should tweet like, it now, honestly, for content. They should be like. They should. Like, because I don't know about the two of you, but in my opinion, the Catholic Church could use a little bit of a PR uh, oh, a little bit of a mm. PR lift. They need. Yeah. They need a PR lift. Okay, let's not get into Palestine. Uh, let's just take it easy on the <laughs> Catholicism. I think that Judaism also needs a new publicist as well, which is ironic I think because all a lot of re- Jews are publicists. That's a good bit. That's a good tweet. Thank good you. Tweet. I will tweet that out later. <laughs> I meant ultimately, like, I don't think I'm going to raise my kids religious at this point at all. Pre- no. I'm no, I'm kind of I'm pretty agnostic and I've just seen enough. I'm like, I, I know the, the benefits and everything, but I'm like, I the way I live my life and I've always kind of wanted to do this is is I guess you have your institutional religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to learn as much as I can about other ones, because I find it very strange that like if, if they're all coming from something, it's, it's bizarre to me that like there are certain uh, aspects that you couldn't take or internalize in your life uh, that you would do for someone else. So like I, you know, grew up in a predominantly Jewish area. So like, I kind of know mm-hmm. the Jewish faith a lot. I, I find it to be very accept- accepting and welcoming. And I kind of really mm-hmm. enjoy that. I also like the concept of like the Sabbath. I like taking a day of rest uh, during the weekend and like actually returning to that. And then there's other things like I I like the kind of prayer method of Islam. Like I, I, I like how it's uh, every day, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like get down and pray, movement in your body <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> it. it it is. They're very limber. And I, I find that, like, I'd rather take the positives from every religion and incorporate those into my life than kind of, like, yeah. sit, ar- sit around saying one's good, one's bad, um, one's silly. I think extremism in any religion is is remarkably awful. And I think that yeah, across, I a- a- across the board on everyone, like, I don't support, you know, anyone that's whole life is rooted in in religion and to the point where they shut themselves out of other people's societies and mm-hmm. cultures. And that that's something that I'm pretty firm about. But not like I'm going to, you know, disrespect someone for that reason. But I, I, I think that there's pitfalls to every uh, religion. And like we talk about Scientology and Scientology is fucking weird as shit. I don't want anyone to come kill my dog by saying that on mm-hmm. a podcast. But it's like you look at <laughs> you look at the crazy shit they do or they say they do. And it's like, I'm like, well, if you really extrapolate it, every religion kind of has this, you know, yeah. every religion, every religion has an extreme cult like part of it, you know, that mm-hmm. is, is, and I think that that's dangerous in every I agree. A- avenue of faith. I would love to have a Scientologist on like, but someone that hasn't left the faith, someone that's currently in it. Oh, I'm sure they would do it. That's an I'm easy really? one too. You could just go get a, go, just go drive on Hollywood Boulevard right now and be like, hey, you want to talk to us? But on our terms, maybe that's the hard part. Yeah. That's the hard part. It honestly, gotta get I mean, one yeah. not in a sailor well, suit, well, one that's I, like still maybe skeptical. I wasn't inher- inherently defending Scientology, but I think what I was defending 
was, you know, the fact that we're going to sit around and act like every religion doesn't have severe flaws institutionally. Oh, and, of course. You know, and like years and years of just like pain and suffering it's caused to people. It's, it's silly. So I, I don't inherently like, like people are lost. Like people are constantly lost in this world. That's what's mm-hmm. good about religion to a large degree is like it gives people purpose and stuff like that. But like people that join Sea Org or and they're like, being yeah, but the thing is, Scientology isn't a religion; it's a cult, and yeah. there are clear differences. That's my view yeah. on most religions. <laughs> and most religions have cult-like features, but like mm-hmm. you don't pay the Pope to like be an indentured servant. Like, there's a difference. You don't lose like trillions of dollars and then like have to live in a hut like on Hollywood Boulevard. My point. My point is, is the people that do those people that do. It's like what the hell else? It like there's. Six billion, how many people, there's six billion people on this planet. Like if 50 of them are going to live their lives being like indentured servitude to Tom Cruise, hey, that's how they did it. Everyone needs a route, you know? No, I'm just of course. Saying, like if, listen, yeah. I, I, I start booking roles all of a sudden because it's like, I yeah, like your career's about to like, take yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, Hulu just signed me to a six-figure deal. I, I don't know. Hulu <laughs> feels like, Hulu would be the streamer that's like in ties with Scientology. Like Hulu sounds like a, a god in Scientology. Like we pray to Hulu. <laughs> Do you it think like, is that, isn't it? Someone is that like Zulu? Lord Zay. Oh, Lord Zay. I, I, Z- I, think, I, think, I think it's Zenu. It's Zenadu, right? Zenadu. No, Zenadu. Olivia Newton John. <laughs> so, I don't know. Wait. It's Lord, yeah, Zenu. Richie, you were saying you don't want to raise your kids with religion, or maybe you want to raise them with a little bit of everything. How would your your Catholic parents feel if you were like, I'm going to raise my child with Scientology Fine, or worse, Judaism? Dude, my par- yeah, my parents are <laughs> my parents are not. They don't give a shit or, or oh, Judaism. <laughs> oh, they don't care. No, I, they don't. You know, I, I think that like, here's my thing. I think that if it's like a really big issue to the person that I'm I'm having these children with, you know, then that's something I obviously consider. Like, I'm not I don't. It, it would be counterinducive to have the opinion that uh, I don't want to really raise my children in any religion and be equally as strong-footed about that than someone that is very strong-footed about wanting to raise them in religion because of, essentially we have the same emotion towards it, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, like being agnostic is religious to a certain degree. Like, you know, mm-hmm. actively rejecting religion is in itself kind of a way of life. So it's like I'm I would be pushing that on my kids just as much as my partner, maybe pushing whatever religion they want. So therefore, it's kind of more of just how I feel about the person. But in theory, what I what I would not want is I I wouldn't want a situation in which, yeah, like I I don't really think my kids need to be confirmed or, or any of that. But I want them to, like, understand different cultures through religion, like, you know, go to temple, go to Catholic mass, go go see them all learn. See the differences. Figure it out. Figure <laughs> oh, it out for I yourself. I honestly love that. Yeah, because what the like? What's the point? I, I find it just very limiting that we we live in these kind of like you know if if religion is supposed to be this thing that's opening, welcome, welcoming, and and then it's like, well, let's go learn as many as much as we can. You know, why not take the positives, take the negatives, make your own. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Come to church with me sometimes. It's I, I I go once a year, and I usually go very quietly to myself because I don't want anyone to know I'm a church in Los Angeles. <laughs> I went to Easter Mass this year. Post COVID. Where do you go? Do you go to like Mosaic? No. no I, if you're not going to agency. Mosaic, we don't want to go with you. <laughs> What's no, Mosaic? There's, there's a church called Mosaic too. This it's like a church. mega like pop musician church, if you will. See, yeah. like here's the thing. And this is, I think that something Catholics aren't like Christians. Like Christians 
are annoying, in my opinion. They, you know, like, I'm not into but the whole, let me whole just thought. Thought. You heard it because I have a question. I have a question before we move forward. Isn't Catholicism just a sect of Christianity? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't be it's, like, it's I like, mean, you can, if that's your opinion, but so you're saying that, like, Presbyterians, Episcopalians, like, Protestants, Lutherans, Reconstruction—all no, of those Christians are annoying in Catholicism. That's and not Catholics really who are. I'm. That's not really who I'm referring to. I'm referring to more like this kind of like new wave. And yes, technically you're right, but I actually like Episcopalians, and I think Protestants are okay. What I'm referring to is like these like Hillsong pop-up tent revival yeah, Christianity uh, things, where where like every single pastor is like wearing like looks like how I look kind of right now. And they're like 38. He's like, cool as hell. this is my, like, they've got like, yeah, they've got like, they're, they're like white guys from like Kansas and they, they're like trying to be super sick. They all live in Santa Monica. It's like, dude, shut up. Like, I just don't like, there, there's well, that a huge, one guy who I, just I got like busted. Yeah. What was, yeah, like, what, I mean, there, would he consider himself a Catholic priest? I thought so, but I guess not. Who? I don't know who you're referring to. The guy who just got busted at Hillsong for like cheating on his wife a thousand times. No. Oh, he's yeah. Not what's Catholic. that guy's Hillsong's name? Hillsong's not Catholic. Um, Hold on, let's find out his name. I guess I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh my God. His name is Carl Lentz. Oh, Carl Lentz. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Lent? Oh, Um, so you want to talk things I really like about Catholicism? One of the few. I'm a big fan of Lent. I use it to kick bad habits I have. Mm -hmm. And it is, that is one of the things that I, yeah, all the time. I, I don't, I used to like have a soda problem. Don't drink soda anymore. I quit porn through it, which is awesome. Quitting porn, like not to be like a religion, like I could care less. It's, like I don't have that quit from religion by any means. It's, it's way more like personal health that I value and that I find it very mm-hmm. unhealthy, um, especially in this compulsive era. Like I can like, you're like, oh, 40 days, you know. Yeah, I could, I could do that for 40 days, right? And then you kind of challenge yourself and then you're like, oh, I don't really do that anymore. Or there's, there's bad habits I kick, you know. Uh, murder, I, I was killing challenge. people left and right. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you gave that up. Fun while it lasted, though. We feel sometimes, safer. sometimes. After our last interview with Mamadou, who's Muslim, we were talking about Ramadan, and I realized that almost every religion does have some element of like fasting deprivation. Or deprivation. Yeah, it's a big theme. Like you've got Yom Kippur where you're fasting only one day. Right. You've got Ramadan, you've got Lent. I'm sure there are other things we're not even aware of. Passover. It's that's like great. we're all human beings and these, <laughs> you know, century-long constructs of religion have borrowed from one another because ultimately we have to survive. So I, <laughs> I find, you know, that's what I mean. Like you learn you learn things like that across the board. I'm sure the two of you have taken away so much from just interviewing people and talking about this, but like it makes you more whole of a person and it also makes you understand a lot more conflict, I think, in the world. Like I can internalize a lot more understanding people's religion and their perception that they may have towards any given issue, which could be generalization sometimes, but like, I, I never use it in that light. Like I try to just be like, okay, that's an interesting thought. Um, you know, that's, that's an interesting way to be like, there's, there's a lot of pragmatism I find in Judaism that I really like, but I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very like, yeah, I think so. And I mean, I, I think that like, you know, people talk about these stereotypes and everything, but there is a heavy presence of, of, of doctors who are Jewish and like, so, like if you look at like how many Nobel Peace Prize winners are Jewish, and it's because you have a culture that values uh, advancement, you have a culture that values uh, health and well-being, right? And it's like that's something that I 
take away from that, you know, then mm, you've got other cultures that are like, there's a giant flood coming, build a boat. Like people are fucking nuts. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like you can just do this all day long, but it's like, I'd rather just like go with the flow, take the good with the bad and and not really worry about religion. Like I don't like talking about religion typically to anyone. And I, and truthfully, I hate when people talk about it to me. Like, if you come up to me and you just start talking about your religion, like, well, you're, you're no different, different than a Jehovah's that's, Witness yeah. knocking on my... That's Jehovah's Witness. Like, I'm glad we had you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're an ideal guest. <laughs> Going back to... I, I think I missed another because you were talking episode. about... <laughs> <laughs> episode 41. Just end on a nice, even number. <laughs> Season finale. You were talking about kids and raising them and all that good stuff. Are there any traditions that you grew up with that you want to make sure to, like passed down <laughs> well i love the yankees um so i'd hope my kids would <laughs> like baseball but i'm not gonna force that on them <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's really hard to, it's really it's 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 hard to say like i i'd want to be like i want my kids to be this way i want my kids to be that way but things are changing so fast i mean you look at like mm-hmm. just from like the early 90s to now how much society has changed so my dad and I watch movies that's something i want to do with my kids you know that's kind of like a timeless art that you can kind of share in terms of like cultural things i love christmas yeah. i'm a holiday guy mm-hmm. you know i'm a big i'm a big festive pageantry person i put a tree up in my apartment every year and i put my little lights up i like playing christmas music and shit like that not the biggest easter guy just never delivers it just is not it's mm. always kind i of feel like, like easter people people don't love it i gotta say easter seems it comes, so it's just it's like it's i like the fits i like the outfits yeah Pastel collars, you know, that's that's exciting. Um, yeah, the fashion is really what I get into Easter for. Who are you wearing? We actually, my family, my mom and my aunt would come out here for Easter, like, first few years I was in LA. We'd always go to the same restaurant, and it would always be, not the name drop, but it would always be Arnold Schwarzenegger would be there with the um, Shrivers. And it's like is a strange dynamic, Ivy? too, because... Yeah, what restaurant? It is, it, it is the Ivy. <laughs> I don't want to out the Ivy. It's the Ivy by the beach. The Ivy is the ultimate Easter restaurant. That I'm is, sorry. That's our LA it secret is. spot. I don't think anyone knows about the Ivy. <laughs> In Santa Monica, there's a second don't location. Tell. Um, that's there's a second where, one on and, Robertson, yes. And that became like a fun Easter tradition for me, was just seeing Arnold. And I was like, yes. Like, you know. I was in an elevator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That does sound fun. a Kesha Macklemore concert. Wow. Two years ago. That's a good show. Two years well, ago? My friend, my friend works for Live Nation, or she used to pre-pandemic, and she got tickets and was like, literally no one at the company wants to go to this. Do you want front row tickets to Kesha Macklemore? I was like, yeah, I do. And I got like all the backstage stuff because yeah, she of works course. at Live Nation. And we went through the back to get up to the yeah. stage. And it was just me, my friend, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Arnold's, I assume, daughter. In the elevator with us. It could be his girlfriend. You never know in the cast. No, no, it like wasn't. He was like 12. <laughs> he he looks great. I'm just going to say that. He looks incredible. I didn't get to see him this year because of COVID. So I don't know how he's looked since the last... Actually, it's been two years now. Arnie and I do an Easter every year for like four or five years, you know. So that's a great tradition. That's a, that's a tradition. Yeah, so I'd like to bring fun. that with my kids. Yeah, I would like to. I would like to have Easter with the Shrivers and the Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the the, they're like Kennedys. That sounds extraordinarily Irish Catholic. I feel like you were saying that Catholics don't like talking about their religion that much, but the Kennedys talked about being Catholic all the time, and I feel like Joe Biden talks about it too. Maybe it's a well, it was political taboo. thing. Yeah. The, well, yeah. Kennedy was the first Catholic president. It's so weird that it is taboo. 
Because like being from Westchester, didn't you feel like every single person was Catholic? I feel like everyone's Catholic in most places I go. I feel like Catholics are secretly all over the world. I don't know why we're... Yeah, they're literally like, everywhere. So America? like, what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah cool. I have been, actually. I, I don't know what the big deal is either. The, the, the big thing with the Catholics politically, I think, is like, historically, they align uh, with pretty traditionally Republican values. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Catholicism is pretty anti-abortion until recently and and probably still in a lot of ways it's very anti-LGBT. But so like you have Kennedy and Biden who are are both Catholics that are are Democrats. And I think that that identity is kind of pulling a religious factor that would historically vote Republican potentially away from that. Although I don't think Catholics inherently vote identity based that much. They're more values based voters. But, you know, they they, they don't really give a shit. Um, you know, they, they, they'd vote for Ben Shapiro before they'd vote for Joe Biden. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, exactly. I don't think they, no, exactly. I don't think that, I don't think, whereas I think Jews will actually are, are tend to be more like we've been fucked over for so long. We're voting for our guys. Like they they fall in line a little bit more voting wise. That's political science. That's PS. That's what I went to college for and not to brand. You studied, yeah, you studied PS. Um, was, what are you I doing with PS your degree guy. now? <laughs> I work in entertainment, which is just, Washington, D.C., but more ethical and fun and everyone's better looking. <laughs> so I meant literally like it, the entertainment business is D.C. Like it's the same thing. Like, you know, it's more or less it's it's all politics out here for the most part. Getting something made is politics and, and trying to figure out what's going to, you know, how to work people and how to use people. And using is the wrong word. It is. I mean, how to it, utilize. It's, it's, it is. It's, to, I mean, I think use has a negative connotation, yeah. but it is like utilizing for sure. Yeah. It, it's, I, I love entertainment because it's a very communal thing. You kind of create your own shot in a lot of ways. You know, you're like my skill set is like I could be very social and I get to know people. And, you know, you look at like politics and like politics is is kind of the same way. Like you you meet people over the years in, in different companies, different areas, et cetera. And you're always kind of the brain's always turning on how to like get something made. And, and in D.C., they're mm-hmm. trying to help people. And here we're trying to entertain them so you know Which however much you value that way. it's hurting them bit. probably at this point or so <laughs> because yeah i meant there's it's i meant it's it is it's obscene like that's that's i don't know about the two of you but like my romance and this is when you get good at working here and being here is is when your romance fades right like it used to be mm-hmm. a big deal oh, yeah. to me to be like i'm on a set i'm on this that's this person that's that person i don't I still get that a, don't you I mean this when i say this uh, not at all. I don't give a fuck about anyone at this point in my life. Like I, I, I don't mean that. And like you're still motivated to stay in the business, and you're not like you. Well, don't I'm having success now. Finally, <laughs> it's relative. <laughs> you are. Let's talk about Sunday morning. Yeah, let's Tell talk us about, about it. Sunday morning yeah, digital. Let's How talk do you get the it. idea? Where can we talk watch about it? it? Um, well, Sunday morning digital. Uh, I don't know if you scramble some letters around. Uh, it's 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 uh, the idea is it's like hey. No one really watches live TV on Saturday nights anymore, even though the ratings recently just told me otherwise, uh, which <laughs> was a little bit of a bummer. But blow to your they're, they're still down. It just it's just it's just well, it's like their their report came out. It was like, yeah, they finished highest for the first time. But I was like, yeah, well, the numbers are still down completely overall for everyone. However, uh, Sunday SMD is like it's short form sketch comedy. We've We've put together a team of of about like fifteen creators uh, who are very funny and very talented, and we've kind of acquired some of the work they do. We've developed stuff with them, and we've put these little fourteen minute episodes together. Um, you can see them on YouTube on our Instagram page, which is blowing up recently, which is very exciting. Uh, fourteen thousand followers, but that's, that's, blow, blow, that's blowing great. up. That's big. 
Yeah, That's, uh, I feel... 13,000 more followers than we hey, have, baby. Hey, hey, it's hey. It's hard to get uh, that many. Well, now it's like, now I'm like, we got to get that engagement up. We got to keep them there. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's been actually stressful. But we've, we've, the coolest thing I think about this has been working with really talented, relatively undiscovered folk. You know, I, I like JC said earlier, I'm a retired stand-up comedian, even though I'm thinking of coming back. Uh, <laughs> no one could give a shit either way, uh, including myself. The same thing we talk about in religion, you take positives and negatives from everything. So it's like, maybe my dreams as a comedian have failed, but what are the positives from that? The positives are I got to really learn the scene, you know, what kind of people are looking for on the scene, what people respect, who's funny, who's up and coming. And we've put a really talented crew together um, and it's starting to kind of build well and take off. It's It's been a very fun ride. It's been really fun to kind of start this and have it roll out now in the middle of a pandemic. Like, it just feels good to have accomplished something in a year where it felt like everything was lost, you know? Yeah, I'll snap to that. At the very least, it took my mind off of a lot of things that were going on. And now at the most, it's like, I would love this to become a platform for people. You know, if you've got eight followers and you live in Kansas, but you are talented and you have an iPhone and you make a really funny sketch. And I'm not talking about TikTok because I... They famously don't have YouTube in Kansas, so... Thank you for shedding light. Don't shit on Kansas. Don't be a coastal elitist. I wasn't. (laughs) They don't don't have YouTube. I was joking. (laughs) SMD was launched. Uh, I I uploaded the first episode uh, out of a Best Western in Hot Springs, Arkansas. So, What were you doing in Hot Springs, Arkansas? My dad and I were on a road trip. We were driving driving through. We stopped there. That's and beautiful. Uh, it was before he gave up yeah. murders for lunch. Yeah, it was, so. well, yeah, yeah, it was right <laughs> before. <Dr. Reasoning. laughs> I think people seem to like it, which has been cool. Like we've had, it's it's fun getting strangers to kind of just like DM and message you and be like, oh, this is so cool. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you know. No, that's sweet. the best. That's amazing. It is. It, it is. It is. It, it can be a little overwhelming just because there's, there's so much more to roll out and, and we don't inherently know kind of where it's going, but we're, we're mm-hmm. pretty optimistic about it now. Wait, Richie, I wanted to know, just for people who haven't seen the show or are curious, what is the format exactly? So we uh, will typically, like, you know, we will take four or five sketches. Uh, two or three will be things that we developed. Two or three will be things that we found online that we were like, that, you know, we'll find kind of sketches that maybe were just kind of lost, you know, diamonds in the rough that are evergreen. You know, there, there's stuff that looks really good and ready to go, TV ready for the most part from 2017 that people made, you know, East Side mm-hmm. Comics made that got 800 views. Alt comics. And we'll be like, this is really funny. This is really good. You know, maybe standing alone, it, it, it's not as strong, but when you kind of put it into a rhythm of a show um, and you, you give it a little more of a purpose, it, it, it pops really well. And I think that that's kind of been the model we've we've gone with. And that's that's been a fun part too, because it allows us to maximize, you know, our our content because if we're acquiring a sketch from you know somebody we really like we we ultimately want to develop something with them um so when you're watching the show it looks like we've shot three years worth of stuff that we're kind of piling in there now when in reality it's a lot of stuff that they made and then sketches that we wanted to make for them with their creative autonomy um because we're very creator focused like our our main mission is is getting the people we work with more exposure um developing them you know and in a lot of cases they have more followers than than we do but you know i i think mm-hmm. that sketch comedy is a very fleet, fleeting art especially in this world of tiktok and adhd and mm-hmm. the, you know what we're developing the way it looks the way it feels and i think the way it, it what it can be is, is going to be a sustainable 
kind of way for that to be showcased moving forward. So I'm I'm That's pretty so invested cool. in it at this point. I really like it. If you haven't watched it, you guys check it out. It's fun. And I'm we'll in it link, sometimes. link everything yeah. so we'll you can make you. sure to check it. Link, and link. We'll, we'll have my people all. link your people. And I we don't, have an I don't now, want to spend which is cool. To Oh yeah, Izzy. Shout out to Izzy. What's her last name? Full name. Shout Izzy out the Izzy, intern. Izzy the intern. Izzy's last name is the intern. Oh, great. Is he the intern? Shout out. She was born for this job. Can Portuguese. We, is, oh can you be oh racist God. towards the Portuguese? I was thinking about this. Because they're European, no, but like, not, are you they? You know? I actually have thought about I mean, this a lot. Can you be? Really? You've, yes, I you have thought about it. Towards anyone. I think, we, I think we can make fun of the Portuguese. I think you can be hateful toward any group, but should you? Well, no. It's, it's, I love Portugal. So you can I have no reason Ireland, and the Irish are past our point in America of like being like there was a brief window like in the twenties when like the Irish couldn't get jobs and people were mean to the Irish and we got past that. We've had presidents work like once you have a president for the most part, you should probably be okay. Like you know, like women are still <laughs> fighting for a president. Women haven't even had a president. That's bullshit. I'm just getting on a high horse now. I'm like, why haven't we had a Jewish president yet? What the hell's going on? We know why. <laughs> okay, so I know we like skated over it and I don't want to spend too much time on it, but you said you went to college in Kentucky. I did. Mm. And I think some of our listeners are just like, how'd you get from Westchester to Kentucky? Like, what's the connection? What school did you go to? The University of Kentucky. I, uh, mm. I definitely wanted to leave everything about New York in college. I definitely wanted to get out. Um, and I wanted to come here to California and I wanted to go to film and TV school because that's kind of was my thing in high school and that's my thing now. And it made the most sense. Turns out, uh, if you're a terrible student like I was, uh, and you don't have good grades, very hard to get into elite programs at UCLA and USC. Did not know that. Did not know that at all. My family has a little farm in Kentucky, um, so I could get in-state if I wanted to go there. And I kind of, I, I basically treated Kentucky the way like a lot of folks would would kind of, uh, in New York at least, JC does what I'm talking about here, would treat a, a SUNY school. Which, SUNY was, school? which yeah. was like, I was like, okay, I mean, I, you know, like there are people that are like, I'll go to SUNY Albany. I was like, I don't want to do that. Albany's kind of ugly. Um, Kentucky is fun and they're, you know, a big basketball school. And I was like, I'll go. What does that mean? You, you would treat it as a SUNY school. Like you treat it like you're going in state. Like it was a, it was a safety. Yeah, it, exactly. it was, a, it was okay. a safety. It was a safety to me. And like, I don't, that's not something that I'm like, I feel like frowning upon. Cause I went, um, you know, with, with a bit of a, uh, uh, idea of transferring, you know, I work really hard. I got good grades there. And I kind of fell in love with it. I really, I enjoyed the pace. I, I think the South is, the South gets a pretty bad rap on, on a few things, um, but they deserve it on a lot. Racism thing. I, I, I really, I will say this. I, when people shit on the South and they've never been there, that, that, That's true. that pisses me off. I've only had really lovely experiences in the and South. And I, I, I internalize that and I do look down on the person saying that. So that's something I get in LA all the time. You know, like you went to Kentucky, why? And that mm. tells that tells me just as much as I need to know about you as you may think Kentucky tells me or tells you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You get the fucking point. But uh, I, I did go there. It, it was a very, um, you know, big state party school. Uh, I had a lot of fun. And now I don't really like it. But um, 
I'm you just lived, like, you learned, you loved, well, you partied. The, the thing with these these kind of state schools is, is it really becomes people's identity, which I didn't kind of anticipate. My friends really care about the team. They they love, you know, they're like, oh, the, the team tailgating and drinking all the time. Oh. And I'm like, what? What, do you, what? what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we're 28 years old. Like, you know, I'm not. And then everyone I know there is, is pretty much married or has children at this point, too. So that's a real... That's a real thing. Because I guess, what the hell else, you know? They're like, fuck it, we'll get married and have kids, you know? And then they retire and they vacation in Florida. And it's not a bad life. Did you ever ride horses or attend the Kentucky Derby? Because that seems like the waspiest thing you could ever do. But I don't want to stereotype you. I have I have rode horses uh, as I was younger, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have been to the Kentucky Derby multiple times. To your point about the wasp, I think sailing is more waspy. Oh, I agree. Mm, I 100% agree. I think the South is a little bit more like this is the thing. Like, Waspy's Connecticut. To me, me, Waspy is the the Northeast more so. It's it's Connecticut. It's 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 Kentucky's different. It's like these people drink, they have a good ass time. Like, they're like friendly and bubbly. Stuffy. Mm. No, they're not stuffy. Um, I mean, that comes with money, you know, too. And a lot of, you know, Kentucky's just like, it's the South. They they fucking know. Like, here's the thing. Some of the funniest, smartest people I've ever met in my life are from Kentucky, hands down, and they're doing incredible things now. The one thing that I've noticed is the South, for all the, uh, first of all, do you sign up to serve? No. The, the only people <laughs> that fucking serve this country are people from the South. It's crazy. That's like their whole yeah, identity. Yeah, that is true. You know, I think that because that's what we I say. We, we, no, we, I have a few cousins that are in the military. Well, we act. Way. We act. We're like, uh, well, thank you for your service, JC. We act like it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the fucking thing. But then you don't realize it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, these fucking corn-fed people are probably protecting us if anything ever bad kind of does happen. So you, you, we can, we can mock it all we want, but the thing that the South knows better than we do is, is the flaws of the South. You know, the 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 thing that the South knows better than we do is is really the the true kind of like insecurities uh, and jokes about the South. You know, we're we're hack when we make fun of the South. It's hack when you're like, oh, what do you fuck your cousin? It's hack. It's been done. It's easy. (laughs) It's not that good. You know, it's annoying. And I think if anything teaches us that the Southern parts of this country, it's you look at like a city like Louisville or Nashville or um, like North Carolina, Asheville, incredible music incredible mm-hmm. thing, yeah. the things that they contribute to culture. Like, I, I always find that, like, if you're counterculture growing up in one of these cities in the South, you're probably more interesting than someone that, like, claims to be counterculture from New York or L.A. Because the truth of the matter is, like, it's oh, much, right it's much easier for us to be like, yeah, I'm in the comedy. I'm in the, like, I'm a quirkster. Like, for them, it's like, it's really <laughs> going against the grain of their reality. So like yeah, you look at a, you look at my morning jacket and a band from Louisville and 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 like some of the art that comes out of there and it's just like these are the coolest people in the fucking world like I you know this this environment has led us to such talented individuals so it's you know to mm-hmm. assume that it's all kind of like waspy elitist aristocrats for the record I don't think that I just think that about <laughs> riding horses but I have actually spent some time in the South and I have cousins who live, who are Jewish, who live in New Orleans. And I have another cousin who lives in Kentucky and I went to her wedding and I Where went was to Kentucky it? for the first time. It was in, they live in Versailles. Okay. Yeah. They say, not they, Versailles. yeah, not, not Versailles. Not to be confused with Versailles. <laughs> Which is another thing too, is like, you start to realize how much like French influence in America is 
so predominant. Like, it's just massive. Especially in the South. Especially in the South. And you don't realize it as much because it's not as, like, on the nose. Like, in New York, everyone's like, I'm Italian, or, like, I'm Irish, or, like, or, you know, like, everyone loves, like, but when you start to look at the South and you're like, well, see, we're probably French. Like, this is a big Franco mm-hmm. culture here, you know? They have, cult- they don't experience Americana the way we do, which is like, like I had friends in college that would, and I bring this up just because of for sales, but I had friends in college who, like, I'd be like, where are you guys from? Like, I'm Irish. And they'd be like, I don't, what do you mean? I'm from America. I was like, okay, no, that's not real. <laughs> That's just not, that's not really a thing. Uh, you mm-hmm. haven't, you know, and and for the record, I'm talking to pasty white people that are not native. So just right. make sure that that's right. clear. Right, I assumed. But Versailles is beautiful. It is beautiful. Kentucky is absolutely gorgeous. They drink a lot of bourbon, yes, which I that's actually what. like bourbon. Not every day. I had a rye drink. I had a rye drink on Saturday. Uh, and oh, I was like, this more. is very good. It was just rye on ice and... That sounds like great. a splash of iced tea, and it was very yeah, nice. Sounds fantastic. Now, I used to drink bourbon. It, it's that's kind of the big thing to me that, and that's changing because it's more generational now, but like the drinking culture there is pretty obscene. You know, it, it's definitely a drinking culture. You get off the airplane in Louisville and you see like Jim Beam and Woodford Reserve mm-hmm. and all these, and I'm like, you know, this shit is why you're dying uh, and you look yes. horrible all the time. And they're, <laughs> would you rather look horrible and have the best fucking time? Or look great and have the worst time. I've, I'm trying. It's uh, Jason. It's all about finding that balance, right? I mean, this, I would have B- to agree. Bill, Billy Bob Thornton, who's from Arkansas, man. Um, you know that guy is is looks like he's had a really good time, and he's also really good looking. So that's that's the goal. He got lucky. No, it's just that's what a star is. They just it's the stars <laughs> align. That's what he is. No one gets lucky. Is not a real thing. Oh, and but I'm the Irish. stars align. The, the stars align is real. Okay, that's what I meant. I then. think luck is a real thing. Like, we're lucky that we were born into families who could afford us a certain education, or we're lucky to be able to know who our ancestors are, where we came from. But I think it, it's what you do with that luck. Like, Richie, you sound very self-aware. Yeah, try. Casey. Not so much. You look no. good and you have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. She has rye on Saturday nights. I don't know. Um, so you guys got Moderna or Pfizer? What was it? <laughs> I'm Pfizer. Pfizer. You got Pfizer, right? No, I was a Moderna guy. And the Pfizer is definitely the the A-list. That's what you wanted to be. I got the Dumbreka. Uh, I love those guys. Those guys are so good. We have one one of them. I know. I'll I'll talk on if this is exactly what SMD is. It's like people that are like up and coming and really funny. The Please Don't Destroy group out of New York is they're fantastic. Entertainment has become become so accessible, and for people to be able to make really funny shit all the time on their own, there's mm-hmm. hopefully going to be a hub where it can live because it can be very hard and daunting to grow an audience. So as I that would be a beautiful learned. thing. Sunday morning digital, everybody, Woo! check it out. Go cats! JC hates this question, but I think it's fun. What is your bagel order, assuming that you eat, eat bagels? Uh, first off, I'm born and raised in sleepy. Of course I fucking eat bagels. <laughs> We've eaten bagels together. I, I go oh. to the Bagel Emporium. We ate bagels this summer. I, so this mm-hmm. is, this is a phenomenal question. I don't know why JC dislikes it. Do you dislike it? I because it's like, like, it. like identity I heavy like it. and it's like that. Oh, okay. Uh, I like the question. Just answer. Uh, uh okay. So it, it depends on the mood. I might, my, my absolute typical one will be, I like a very good sesame bagel. Uh, I like it toasted and I like cream cheese on it. Okay. Yummy. Now, occasionally, I will get a uh, super onion bagel with vegetable cream cheese. And I, that's, mm. that, that's a big one. 
for me. But I'm not an I'm, I'm, I'm not an I'm not an everything bagel guy like some folks are. I'm just never I'm, I'm an everything bagel. I'm a whole wheat everything. Okay. I'm not, you, know, <laughs> you are? Sure. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you, like you are. Bagel. You know what, JC? You are, girl. I am. You I are. love the whole wheat Own is that. slightly chewier and I just mm. like love that texture. It I want to do a side by side comparison. People are always like you know it's unhealthier. And I'm like, no, I know. I if I'm eating a bagel, I'm eating a bagel. Well, I drink Diet Coke food. for the taste. I like it better than Coke. Me too. I don't everyone's like Coke. Catholicism. What did you just say? <laughs> uh, I drank Diet Coke. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't drink really I don't really drink anything but water um anymore. But but well, I, no, I, I, I only I only drink Diet Coke <laughs> when I drink it with my whiskey. That's what it is. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> that's, what it is. that's fine that checks out we'll right. allow it this was a blast this was so fun thanks this for was being really here fun. thank you thanks friends peace i learned a lot thanks for joining us richie you can follow him on instagram at royal rich be sure to check out sundaymorningdigital.com to watch sunday morning digital if you're a fan of the show please subscribe on apple Podcasts or listen for free on spotify that's a fan of our show not sunday morning digital but i'm sure you can Check that out in your own time. Don't forget to rate and review us. If you want to support our show financially, go to anchor.fm slash pray for us and follow us on Insta at pray for us pod. If you feel like it, send us a note at pray for us pod at gmail.com. Shabbat shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs>